Ladies and gentlemen, we got another special guest today. This one's a dear friend of mine. We've been friends since about the second, third grade. We balled together in the youth. I I would probably say we were probably the best duo out there. You mean you could bring your best, but I'ma tell you what, we were we were real good. Real good. But anyways, this dude right here, he's a smart one. He goes to Yale. Real intelligent guy, and I guess what too? He balls. And I'll tell you when I say he balls, I tell you he balls the fuck out. He's going into his junior year right now. He's playing corner. We got dreams of the NFL. You know, we're working. We're going hard. He's working every day. You know what I'm saying? It's going good. You know what I'm saying? So everybody kick back, relax, chill, and enjoy this great pod that's about to happen. Because you want to know why? Like I say every show, it's boys in the attic. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Dayton Hickey. What's up, bro? Glad to have you on the show. How's yeah. everything going? Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. So, um, you know, we kind of wanted to get you on this pod a little bit, like, you know, introduce yourself, you know what I'm saying, get yourself out there. You also got a brand going for yourself, too. Tell people a little bit about that, too. Yeah, plug that in, plug it All in. All right. Uh, I'm Dayton Hickey. I go to Yale University, defensive back. Um, I do have a little brand going above. It's for mental health issues, you know. Um, right now I have black shirts, white shirts. I have pink shirts and purple. Pink is for breast cancer awareness, purple for domestic violence. And just to get across the message that your hardships and everything trying to drown you in life can't keep you down. You got to rise above all that. So um, you guys want to tap in at above860 on Instagram mm-hmm. and get a pop in. There you uh, go. Go get them shirts. I'm telling you, they're fresh. Listen, I, I saw a few shirts. I told him, I said, bring him some. But, you know, he fucked up, forgot <laughs> to bring me my long sleeve. But, you know, it's whatever. But, you know, anyways, what I also wanted to get into is, like, a little bit about your football career. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, yeah. like, what got you into it? Like, what kind of wanted, what started, what, what was the start for you for football? Like, what, what, what got you into it? Um, I think when I was little, my dad, he, he played football when he was in high school. So, him just having that. I guess I don't know that that feeling where you have that feeling where you're like, all right, I don't I don't want to disappoint my dad. I want to be like him. Mm-hmm. And when you're little, your dad's your hero. So him just getting me into that, you know, when I was four or five playing flag football, and then after playing that, I was like, all right, I'm pretty good. Obviously, I, at that age, I'm not thinking that, but um, we just stuck with it. And then as I got older and got older then I understood that, you know, maybe this is something that I could do in the future. And, you know, the love just grew stronger every season. I have a quick question. In youth football, at any point, did you want to quit ball? <laughs> yeah, a couple times. Um, <laughs> yeah, that my, is, yes. My dad was my coach, so it was, it's real hard because he's harder than on you than he is anybody else. So him just always yelling at me all the time and me feeling like I wasn't doing everything I'm supposed to do the right way. Um it really took a toll on me sometimes, and sometimes just like, you know, I don't want to play anymore, I don't want to play anymore. I don't know if that was just a little kid speaking to me or my true feelings, but obviously where we are now, it worked out. You see, I remember my first year of football. I would get the ball, and I'd run. Like, if I got tackled, I was going to fucking die. Like, I was that scared playing when I first played. I remember we were playing Simsbury. And they suck. The like, they suck. <laughs> first off, they suck so bad, right? But my first year of football when I played, they were huge. And I remember there was one time I came around the edge and I'm running hard. Like, like my face is beat red. This kid put me on my fucking ass, right? I remember getting up crying like, I'm done. Like, this isn't, I'm good. Like, I'm done. 
and then I remember like this. I was. It was a. Uh, you know. Uh, I. I'm not gonna say free. I'm not gonna shout him out. I don't drop a name drop. But there was some kid on our football team, and his mom was one of the assistant coaches. Right. And I remember she looked at me, and she was like, are you alive right now? Are you breathing? Do you have any bones broken? I said, no. She says, you're good, right? I said, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and I, st- I remember I stopped crying, and it hit me. I'm like, like, yeah, that's the part of the game is to get yeah. tackled. Like, you exactly. can't, like, avoid everything. So, like, that was kind of, like, my breaking point. But before that, dude, I did not want to play. So mine's a little different. When I want to quit ball, I was like, <laughs> I was like sixth grade, and I was like, "Yo, Dad, I want to quit ball. I want to skate. I just want to be a skater. Skate. I want to be a skater. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be a fucking skater so bad. I'm like, Dad, I'm done with ball. Like, I want to be a pro skater. I fucking suck, dude. I probably couldn't even ollie a fucking skateboard back then. But some reason, I thought I was gonna be a fucking pro. But yeah, that mine's a little different than you guys. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, like, we all got interesting stories too. Like me and me and Dathan, we played youth football together. His dad was our head coach, and honestly, that was probably the funnest times I had. I remember our fourth grade team. I'll tell you what, you get your, you think back to anybody who's listening right now. If you played youth football, you think back to your youth football team. It wasn't as good as ours. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm just asking. It was. You, you weren't. It weren't. Cause listen, I'll tell you what. I remember we were the best team coming out when we played uh, Middletown, and that was my hometown. I didn't play for them, but we were playing them, and we were down 28 nothing at halftime. I remember this. We were down 28 nothing at halftime. They're all excited, like, "Oh, we're about to beat them." Came out, <laughs> did our thing. We came out in the final score was like forty-eight twenty-eight. Yeah, it was like forty-eight twenty-eight. We shut them out second half and put forty-eight points up. I'm telling you, that's how good we were. We were just playing around in the first half. You know what I'm saying? Then we caught our groove. Get a little feel. Yeah, exactly. Then we got our things going. All right, so obviously youth stud. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> you go to high school. You go to uh, Bristol Central. Kind of talks about yeah, your freshman year. Just that journey from coming as a young freshman to a senior year where you got some offers. Yeah. We'll like, touch on that. So, like, you say, like, a youth stud, like, I thought I was that, that guy coming into high school and not really realizing I was very, very small and <laughs> the smallest fish in the pond, probably. That first day in the and weight room was it's, different, it's right? It's terrible. <laughs> like, I've never lifted a weight in my life. And then you yeah. walk into high school, first day of conditioning and strength, and you're like, oh, what is this? How to bench? How do you incline? How do you even squat? <laughs> And that first year was really a wake-up call because, like, all right, these kids are a lot bigger than me, a lot stronger than me, a lot faster than me. What am I going to do to separate myself? At that point, you know, size and weight wasn't on my side, so I really had to focus on skills. So that's what I did my first year. I knew I wasn't going to get playing time in varsity, so um, I really focused on myself and doing what I could in the freshman and JV level. And then moving up sophomore year. I'm sorry, but um, freshman year, were you playing running back and uh, what? I was playing running back and like an outside linebacker. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, you know, the freshman, the freshman eighth grade type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, and I really didn't play defensive back until my sophomore year because that's where I could get on the field. How much were you weighing? <laughs> my sophomore year, I was probably like 165 pounds. I mean, that's not bad. It's, I mean, it's it playable bad. weight, but you would like to be bigger. Yeah, of course. No, I, I graduated high school at, like, 175 pounds, so, like, yeah. I didn't gain much weight throughout the time, but, like, I grew a lot. Like, I went from, like, 5'5 five, five freshman year to 5'11 my sophomore year. Damn. Year. So, like, I hit my growth spurt pretty early. And what's um, your dad, 6'2"? 6'3". 6'3", yes. You got them good genes. I was, I was trying to... <laughs> you got them I keep good telling, genes. I keep telling people I'm still growing, but... Yeah. 
I don't know if I believe it too much Fuck, myself. You might. You I, might. I, you I never your little brother's taller, I think, though. I don't know. I won't give it to him yet. He's tall. I think he he's taller. Long. Hunter, what do you think? I think he is. He got a little torso, long legs. Yeah. <laughs> his legs <laughs> making him look yeah. longer. Because yeah. he's, he's thinner, so he looks like yeah. way longer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so like, yeah, your high school career, like you guys, you guys weren't a bad team either. Like you guys had yeah. good players on the team because like every year we played you guys, like even though, yeah, we beat you guys, but you guys were always competitive. Like you guys yeah. brought it. Like you weren't one of those teams where like we'd go out there and just beat you guys and just roll you guys over like yeah. now we have to earn that because hey like remember our senior year like yeah. you guys were you guys were smacking us in the mouth like the first bit. like first quarter and a half i'm like oh we're in for we're in for a good game right now but then like you know i don't know just yeah, things happen time, but yeah, time, time. yeah and then um but yeah but no it was a good game though but the thing is that um because so you went you played running back and you played outside linebacker your freshman year sophomore year you played just corner just corner and then your junior year, what what did you play that year? I played corner, and then I played – oh, I played safety my junior year, yeah. and I played slot. And played then H-back. And then your senior year, you're put in a completely different completely role. Completely different role. So How was that? It, it was it was tough. You know, all summer long, we were, I was working at receiver. I was working at D, DB. And then all of a sudden, um, adversity hits, mm-hmm. and our quarterback goes down. So then our coach told me, he's like, you're going to have to step in if you can't play. And this being my boy is like, all right, like how do I step into a position like that yeah. and then perform at a high level knowing that I'm not a quarterback. So I just got thrown in and then I did what I did best, you know, be an athlete. So I didn't really worry about stats with throwing or throwing touchdowns or I just did what I had to do to win the game. So. Yeah, exactly. Taking those Q powers and outside powers. zones, doing your thing. Like, Jeez. honestly, because listen, when it comes down to when you look at youth football and you look at high school football, honestly, if you put your best athlete at the quarterback position, you have a great chance of winning. In no every, matter. Even now. Exactly. In the and stuff. You don't have to really throw the ball for the 2,000 yards or these ridiculous numbers to win. Like, last week, we had Dario on. Mm-hmm. Like, Dario, like, we pulled his stats up. He had, like, 2,500 rushing yards in the season and, like, 38 touchdowns, some crazy number. I'm like, he threw for about like 800 yards, but that team still made it to the semifinals running the ball. He was getting 36. Dude, he was getting like 30 to 35 carries a game. But, I mean, if he's your best athlete, he was able to take the hits, take the pounding, and he was able to do it. So when you look at those type of levels, you put your best athlete there, you're going to be successful no matter what. If you're doing something with what you get, then. Exactly. Because, like, listen, like, a lot of high school teams we played, exception to New Canaan, no one threw the ball in Connecticut on us more than, like, 10 to 12 times a game. You never had a team out there slinging it against you besides – Besides when we played New Canaan, they came out in five wide. Windsor a little bit. Windsor a little bit. A little bit, yeah, but they also like to try to smash people in the yep. mouth, too. It didn't work against they us that senior year. Backs, Yo, so check this out. So we're um, we're coming out. It's quarterbacks and centers uh, my senior year, and we're coming out, and Windsor's, like, defense is warming up, and they start staring, staring like, like me down and, like, the rest of the QBs and centers, and they're, and they're chirping. And they're chirping, so like I, I lost, I, like I lost my cool a little bit. And I'm like, SMD, like, like I was like, suck my dick, like all this other shit. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. So yeah, so I'm sitting there and I go and I go off to the, I go off and I'm taking snaps. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I just said this, I have to go off. Have to. Like I have no choice. 
So then we're coming out of the locker room right before coin toss, and they come out at the same time. And this shit was like Miami and like I mean Michigan and Ohio State. Like we were like boom clashing with each other like pre like pre coming out of like the locker room. Yeah. So then it's already hectic. We come out first drive right, and our coach is like we're gonna run a screen. So our slot comes running down the line of scrimmage. I throw it. Their nose guard picks it off, runs it back, pick six. <laughs> Second play of the game. Dude, they're in my ass talking shit, right? My head coach gets in my face like, what the fuck? I'm like, coach, we're good. Like, trust me, we're Look good. Like, 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 I'm telling you, he looked at me. He's like, we fucking better be good. <laughs> so we come out next drive, boom. I think I, I had two rushing touchdowns, and I threw for one. And then we ended up winning like 24-6. We shut them out the rest of the game. They, I was like, dude, if I didn't throw that pick that first play, I would have been good. Shit. Yeah, so it was a crazy game. Like, dude, I miss those days. Like, those are the best times. They like, were. Playing you can't go back to them. Like yeah, now, exactly. now in college, it's like more of a business. It's like it's still fun, but you know, you don't have that carefree play. Yeah, exactly. You know? And um, so that brings me to my next point. Like, kind of talk about like your recruiting process during these times too, especially like, during your junior year, maybe sophomore year, yeah. and the senior year. How was that? It was fun. Just no. Having people want you, you know, everybody yeah, yeah. wants to feel wanted and stuff. So yeah. having all these schools like talk to you and like reaching out to you every day and to come to your school to visit you, come to your basketball games, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. just being able to see that is like, oh, I kind of like this. So I just like, I said everybody like enjoy that process because you know it's not all the time that it's gonna happen. But um, yeah, my junior year I had my first offer from Army, and after that like they kept rolling in um, every other month maybe and you know I didn't really get too far in my head like I still knew that I had to take care of what I had to take care of on the field so mm-hmm. I didn't really let that you know get me too high or get me too low um, but it did it did feel good to know that I had a chance like to complete my dream mm-hmm. like I've always said I'm playing division one football and like knowing my junior year that like I had a solidified spot on rosters to complete that dream is just like, like it's real satisfying yeah so you got that offer from army and then yeah. after that what were like the next couple of offers you were getting um, couple of looks you were getting we got CCSU uh, University of New Hampshire Elon uh, Dartmouth Yale um, Duke talked to me about uh, reclassifying I was going to do that um, that was an option but then as I've seen all these other schools coming in and I, like I said, solidified spots. I was like, that's not something that. I you know, h- how fucking sick was it, right? In class, they're like, yo, Dathan Hickey, there's a, uh, calls the teacher, yo, Dathan, uh, there's a coach here to see you. You fucking get out of that seat like the fucking man strutting down. Everyone's staring at Everyone's like, everyone's like, okay, okay, walking it's out. It's like that, but like a lot of people were like, it was negative vibes. Really? Got, where it was like, oh, phone rings, teacher answers it looks at me i know what it's for yeah yep. and then he's like oh nathan like there's a coach downstairs to see you and like all right so then i i get up on my seat and then i come back into class with the paper with the fucking with the, flyers the all flyers, that shit but then i yes. walk in and like i'm getting like dirty looks like oh you think like you're all that but like i'm the most humble dude like i won't brag about what i got like yeah, if no you doubt. talk to me on the street you wouldn't know that I had any offers. That's what I'm saying. Because I wouldn't talk about it. But, you know, I a lot of people would look at me, like, disrespectfully as if, like, I think I'm better than somebody else. And I hated that. Like, 
I wasn't the one that always wanted to be put in the papers and stuff. Like, if I could do what I did my senior year and then not get put in the papers, like, I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. But, you know, that's just how people, people so are So you think, <laughs> this is a tough question, so you think you went, you getting out, up out of Bristol, going to Yale, Ivy League <laughs> education, you think there's a lot of hate back home, probably from people you went to school with, or probably a little jealous? Not, I, don't, I won't say everybody, but um, there are probably people that, you know, Oh, Mr. Big Shot, Mr. Yale, Ivy League, like. Or it's not even that. You always get those people who are, who are talking like he's not that good. You always get yeah. those people who no, say shit like everywhere. that all the time. Or yeah. those people you were boys with in high school. Like I had this. We were fucking boys in high school. As soon as I got out of Middletown, I went to school, was doing my thing, never heard from him again. Yeah. Like acting like I never knew that. I, I, lost, I lost a lot of boys. No um, doubt. Yeah. That's what, that's what happened. See, yeah. I remember it was my freshman year when I got, I got. Uh, I practiced one day with freshmen, and our head coach came up to me and was like, you're going to be with varsity for the rest of the season. And I remember, like, when that happened, like, a lot of kids who were in my freshman class did not hang out with me anymore because they were so jealous of the fact that I was up there. And I was always thinking in my head, like, what, like, what, like, you can't just be hyped and be like, hell yeah. It's not like I'm making this decision, like, oh, I'm leaving you guys. Yeah, you're making it sound like I was like, yeah, yup, I'm and at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself. Yes. You know, you can't you can't do everything for your boys. You can't do everything yep. for the people that are your friends with you. But yeah, like, and they don't understand. I don't think sometimes that we are just as upset sometimes as they are. Like, we don't want to leave you. Like, you're my boys. Like, I'm playing yeah, with you. Like, like yeah, I don't yeah. want to leave you. But also, I got to look out for myself because at the end of the day, if you get a job offer and I don't. I don't expect you not to take that yeah, job offer because exactly. I yep. don't have one. Exactly. You know, and you know, some people think like that, some people don't. And you see, but that's the thing though, like that's that's when you figure out like during the, your period of you going in your high school year, freshman year to your senior year, that's kind of that point where you start to like figure out who you are. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You blend yourself with the people who you all want to become. You know, it took me a while to figure it out, but that's that's the whole point of it. It's like when you have situations like that, you figure out who's there for you and who's not and Exactly. That's how There's it is. no love lost. You know, I still I still have love for all the dudes that I don't talk to, but it's just it's like at this time in our lives we aren't good for each other. Exactly. You know, you're yeah. getting yours. I hope you're getting yours. I'm getting mine, and I hope you're eating. <laughs> but just like you don't belong at my table right now. Exactly. And that's what it is. It's like people go their separate ways, but the love will always be there. It's yeah, gonna sure. be mutual, and that's how, that's just how it is. And I don't know. Some people just. Just weird. I don't get it. <laughs> some people, some people are weird. Okay, so people who are hating are the ones who ain't getting in the bag themselves. Exactly. Like, if you get in the bag, you ain't worried about what someone else is. Exactly. Doing. You don't have time to think about what someone you know else is doing. If you, you know spend that time that you're hating and jealous and whatever, working on yourself, trying to get yourself better, like you know how much greater you can be in exactly. life. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Even like with this pod, I know us starting it up, like literally posting it out today, motherfuckers gonna be talking shit. But what are y'all doing? Yeah. Like you're you're like you're you're hating on us for doing something you're not doing. You're probably fucking sitting home scrolling through Instagram. Right? We're out here making moves regardless. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what people think. Exactly. It's, it's what you think. And it's like it's hard to think about that as a human being because like we're always looking for valid, like validity. Just having people like. Oh yeah, that's some, that's something nice, and like I said back, like you want to be wanted, you want to feel like you're doing something everybody likes. But in everything you do, there're gonna be people that support you and people that don't. So I think that's the biggest thing is the sooner you can figure out that what people say doesn't matter. What even if it's good, if it's yeah, good or yeah. bad, like it doesn't matter because I'm doing something I want to do. I want to do something I love, mm-hmm. and like I'm a big guy in face. So like 
I'm not living for nobody else but God. So like, yeah. it doesn't really matter to me what somebody else says when I'm not trying to be you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm saying like the reason we started this pod is like I don't give a fuck who hates on it, who the fuck listens to it. We're giving some, we're using this as a platform to get people's stories out there, maybe to help someone else out there. You know, for sure. If a fucking kid, whatever, a kid in a freshman in high school <laughs> listens to this right now, you talk about. You, you know, you coming up from freshman and how hard it was. He gets inspired by it and wants to say he listens to this. He wants to go to a fucking Ivy school now because he heard you come on exactly. here and say it is possible. So we're just trying to make a platform to help inspire other people. Yeah, we're going to get on here. We're going to fucking joke around. We're going to talk about shit. But, like, for the most part, like, we're, we're shit. We're fucking open to anything. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that kind of just brings me back because I want to uh, understand a little bit more. So what kind of just made you make that decision to go to Yale? So... And another thing, too, is my other question is, is that West Point has been a decent topic for us in the last <laughs> yeah. week, and a, last week, two weeks. Because last week we were talking about it on this show, and then we now you again. So, like, when you first got that offer from West Point, like, did, were you ever, like, thinking to yourself, like, I'm going to go to this school? Or were you thinking in your head, like, eh, like, I'm not really sure. Like, what was your thought Shoot. when you first got it? At first, when I first got it, I was, I was just, like, hype. I was, like, it's a Division One high-level football. Like, mm-hmm. I'm playing the best. But then I was like, all right, do I really want to serve? And, like, all respect to everybody that serves, but that I don't think that was for me. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I was really, like, debating on. And it being my only offer, I'm like, all right, like, if this is my only offer, like, I'm going to take it. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I, I, did, I did think about going there. But then as other offers started rolling in, and especially Yale, when that rolled in, I was like, all right, like I could really take this off the table. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I would say I was highly recruited by Army. You know, I went to the camp, I won safety MVP. Like coaches were on me, but like it just wasn't for me. And uh, you no know, things in life aren't always for you. But when I w- chose to go to Yale, I really took football out of the equation. Just really thinking about my future. And it's like, if football were to end today, what am I gonna do? And Army's a good school, but um, Yale is like Yale, like. Not everybody has that. That shit's on a resume. Motherfuckers are hiring. Exactly. You, you don't know. You don't know. You'll never get that opportunity again. And it's like, if I could really get into this school, why wouldn't I take that chance? So, I'm just. I was just thinking about my future. You know, generational wealth, making sure that everybody after me is taken care of, and then everybody that did things for me is taken care of. So I know that when I go to the NFL, I'll be taken care of. But then after that, more so, where like I could do anything I want. So now you go to Yale, right? Tell us about your first couple of days there. Was it a shock for you? You know, you're coming from Bristol Central, and now yeah. you're at Yale. Like, how was that? It, it was completely different. <laughs> oh my God! Look at this picture right here. <laughs> Jesus Yo, Christ! It was, oh my it was God! Different. Solid. Hey, this is a good one right here. I was killing it. That's a good pick. <laughs> but it it was the first couple of days were were tough. You know, walking into class, you no. Know, I was a public school kid going to private school now, so especially a PWI, and me walking into class, you know, I got my hoodie on, I got, I got my headphones in, yeah, yep. I have tattoos, like, people are looking at me like, yo, what is he doing here? <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, I see people looking at me, yeah, but like, yep. I wasn't really giving it any, like, mind, but like, the second and third day, even a couple of weeks, like, I started realizing, I'm like, yo, like, these people don't think I belong here. And then after we got our first grades back, I was really like hyped because I got a good grade and I'm sitting there like, yeah, like I'm doing this too. Like, don't worry about me. Like I come from a public school, but like I'm still doing my thing. Yeah. And 
I think that's when people started to like really I guess respect me more in my classes just because you know I wasn't just an athlete I'm not just somebody that just got in because of football but even though football did have a big part in it but like I could do this stuff and I think once I finally like we said like stopped worrying about what other people thought and just fell in love with myself and was like yo I'm gonna be me no matter what um, that's really when I started to be able to get everything out of Yale that mm-hmm. I should have got from the beginning. Yeah. So it took me, a, it kind of took me the whole year really to really fit in. Like I was to myself, mostly to the team. Um, and then my sophomore year, I started branching out to more, you know, more uh, extracurriculars like AIA and like um, all other things that I'm doing around campus. What's some of that? So AIA is an athletes in action program. It's mm-hmm. a basically a Christian ministry group. Just it's kind of like a snack of church. <laughs> so, but it's with all the athletes, you know, just having a good time, uh, getting together. And then I would do, I'm in the YBC group right now, Yale uh, Bulldogs for Change, just helping with diversity and equality around campus through the athlete community. Mm-hmm. So just like stuff like that. And I feel like I wouldn't have gotten a part of that stuff if I didn't take the time to work on myself my freshman year and making sure that I didn't care what people thought. So, now I have another question. This is very off-topic for what we're talking about right now. So, I've been reading up on a little bit of conspiracy theories a little bit, right? All right. So, <laughs> what? No, so check this out. So, check this out. So, I'm reading about this thing, and there's, like, some thing that I heard at Yale University. It's, like, some, like, skull, can't, can't some, like, skull and crossbone thing, right? Oh, it's skull and bone. And I heard, like, <laughs> I heard, like, a lot of these, like, famous people and, like, powerful people, like, they go to, like, this, like, secret little, like, society that they have at like Yale University and like they do these rituals and like weird shit like that. Is that true or is that not? I don't know. He can't, like, he can't, he can't say on the pod, dude. Not even if I <laughs> he's sworn in. He's yeah. sworn in. If, yeah. if I did know, like I couldn't say it, but like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're so secretive. Like like we don't know who's in it. We don't know like what they do. We don't know how many. Buildings there, but you heard of it though. I've heard, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have have, uh, society all over the place, but like those those societies is like you don't know what's going on in there. You don't know who's in it, but it's it's pretty cool to like know that. Like we knew that like George Bush is in one of them or something like that. Yeah, I heard. I heard there's like um, George Bush, like we know know that there's like like a lot of other. I think Skull and Bones uses like the most water in New Haven. Really? But we don't know why. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And, like, none of these... Dude, I'm telling you. Like, I don't know anything about these societies besides, like, stuff that I just hear on the street. But, yeah. like, we, unless I'm in one, I would know. But, like, even if I was in one, I wouldn't be able to say. <laughs> so, like... Shit. I mean, listen. It's crazy. I think, I think that there's a lot of shit going on on that campus that you guys do not know about. Oh, yeah, for sure. That you guys do not know about. There's it. a lot of things that happen, like I in plain sight. I don't know about. You know, there was yeah, a, yeah. yeah. One time, me and my boy were walking a lift, and we walked out of our college, and we we, we got a text on our phone. It was like a woman just got robbed by two masked men on like what street? On Prospect Street. So our where we were li- walking was on Prospect Street. Oh shit! Literally, they said like it was um by the hockey rink yeah and we have to walk on that street so literally and it, we got a text maybe i don't know the exact time but we'll say like 405 mm-hmm. and we walked out at like four o'clock which means 
that we somebody was getting robbed behind us. And you had no idea. <laughs> we had no idea. No we just trying idea. To get the That's what I'm saying. Like, That's we don't know. wild. Sometimes we don't know things. Especially, especially in New Haven. <laughs> Yo, I'm saying. So like, yeah, there's there. things going on on campus that we don't know about. Have you guys ever heard of um, Bohemian Grove? Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> you guys ever heard of that? Nah. So, you guys ever heard of this like crazy fucking guy named like Alex Jones? Nah. Like he's nah. crazy as fuck. But anyways, I saw this YouTube video because I'm like watching like stupid videos and I'm like I'm bored, or whatever. You know, I'm just trying to find something entertaining. And fucking, I come across this video. So he broke into one of these like secret society like oh, meetings, right? So. Like, everybody had, like, gowns on. Like, you know, like, how the, how the Grim Reaper looks? Yeah. Like, those type of hoodies, like, that, that creep shit you see in movies. And, like, I guess, like, the thing behind it was, is, like, they have to sacrifice somebody, like, in a fire. And, like, when he was there and he took... <laughs> and, like, I don't even know where this podcast no, but listen, is going right now. No, but listen, because <laughs> it got me on the topic of, like, this, like, skull and crossbones and, like, secret society thing. So, like, he was there and he's filming, like, and, like, they had, like, a dummy of a person... And they were, like, burning, like, this dummy of a person. So, like, you might not know it, but shit like that's going on at Yale University. Fuck. I have no clue, man. You tr- Trust me. Do, do some research. Because I was looking at it He's about to do research and fucking transfer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My boy's yeah. going to be sending that transfer yes. portal. God damn. So, what about party life? How's that up there? It's, like is it like, right. like I feel like you got a lot are of you guys running shit. Our like, you're football, so you guys are running shit probably. Yeah, we have we have great parties. You know, we have um, Zeta late night. We have people at parties, <laughs> and then uh, the lacrosse, lacrosse guys they throw good parties. I don't really go to those ones, but um, I heard they're all right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um, Toads Toads is lit sometimes. You know, I really be the nightlife at New Haven is like crazy. Like there's so many restaurants, so many people out. You, you know, been to Elm City? Nah. Uh. <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys? I heard it's good though. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Are I you guys? Just, I've um, actually never been out in New Haven. You gotta go. Probably because I'm not from the 203. I'm not from the 203. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you guys are? Are you guys mostly on campus for parties? You guys like to go out bars and shit like um, that? Um, I think once I turned 21, you know, I don't, I didn't really want to. You're not 21 yet. Nah, I turned 21 Ooh, in March. But you're a youngin. It's all right. I'm gonna get lit. <laughs> but, but yeah. It's, so once I turned twenty one, I start going. Like I didn't really want to spend money on no fake, but you know the parties on campus are fine. Like mm-hmm. we get the same thing out of it. You know, yeah, you yeah. leave the same way that you're gonna leave yeah. if you're at a bar. So it's, it's nice just be able to you know you're with your teammates. Like there's never a place that you are without your teammates. So like it's pretty cool that you got somebody watching your back all the time, even if they're not totally coherent. That, yeah. What about what about the chicks though on campus? <laughs> What's some, the scene looking yo, like at Yale? Some of them are bad. Like, I feel like there's a lot of girls here who are just like so bu- into their books, like they don't even go that, out. No, nah, but that's I, a, that's I, a misconception. <laughs> there's, there's some beautiful women, like whether they play sports or not, that yeah. go out. You know, there's definitely those people that just be staying <laughs> staying inside and doing yeah, nothing. Yeah. But like for the most part, like everybody's out just having a good time. Like these people be getting wild. Like they be pra- they be partying like every day of the week. Really? I'm sitting here like I'll party on a Saturday and I'll be tired for the rest of the week. Hell yeah! And, and you got you guys practice on a Sunday or Monday? Exactly. We practice, Sunday. So we practice on Sunday. Yeah, us and too. And I'm sitting there like, yo, I don't know how they're so freaking <laughs> conditioned or whatever they uh, got yeah. going on, but they're used to it. Are, are you wifing a girl who parties 
every day. Hell no. Hell no, right? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I need a homebody. The, the one I'm wifing is the one in the books. Yes, I need the that homebody. In the house. Hopefully, I pass you in the library on a fucking Saturday night or right, something bro. if I'm a wife. You, if I. Party girls, like, man. If I, I, if I see you at a party, like I'm gonna chill with you, like I'm gonna yeah. get with you, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm not, I'm not wifing nobody. And like, yeah, you could go out to parties, but like if you're partying every night and like, you're for the streets. Yeah. First team all streets. Yeah. <laughs> First team all streets. <laughs> yeah. All eleven positions. Nah, but but yeah, I'm not wifing nobody that is out like that all the time. Yeah. Now you can't. What would you wife? Like, what is your? I know, like, kind of plug yourself in. I'm sure girls from Yale are probably not listening to this, (laughs) but if somehow they do see you post this, yeah. Somebody that, that, like, knows how to have a good time but doesn't have to, like, you know, go out to have a good time. Like, they can have a good time by themselves and, like, you know, sit down, watch a movie, just have a good time type thing, like, go eat eat a meal. Like, me personally, I don't like going out to parties like that. But, like, I'll I'll go out to parties, like, have a good time, see my boys, whatever. And whatever happens at the party happens at the party, but I gotta no, be a little sauce to go out. I can't be yo, sober in public right. like that. <laughs> yes. Yo, yeah. I, sometimes I'll be sober at, at the function and I'll be like, yo, and I just start dawning on people. <laughs> yeah, because it's like that energy is just, like makes me uncomfortable how right, these drunk people are. Like, how am I talking to somebody drunk yes. and I'm talking, I'm talking to them like giving my thoughts for real and they have no idea what I'm saying anymore. yeah it's so, so I was funny. talking to myself it, it's so yeah. funny how like opposite your views are on parties when you're sober <laughs> and not like it's yo, insane I get a couple drinks with me yo I'm talking to everybody saying whatever yo and then you see them the next day and you don't say a word to yes. them <laughs> yes <laughs> you're like you're like oh shit no, well, bro it's like it's literally like another life like <laughs> like during the week I see people I see at the party at the party like oh Yes. I was like, you know me, but yeah. I'm walking by you on the street and you can't say what's up. Bro, that you can't is, give me a smile. That is fact. Not with a mask. I mean, no one has to answer this question, but you ever smash a shorty? Yeah. <laughs> and then you see her like Monday or the Sunday at school walking by and she says nothing to you. Yes. And you slept over no. that night and you woke up with her. No. And she sees you and doesn't say a word. Yes. What the fuck? Or even worse. You walk in on Monday for like a 9.30 class and she's in there too and you guys are just like, oh shit. Like, like, do we say what up or do I just keep it pushing? There's like, one of those I wish I could probably get back right now because she's looking kind of bad on the uh, ground. But that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's besides the point. But anyways, yeah, so when you go out to parties like, do they know like the chicks and they're like, oh my God, that's uh, number 37. Shoot. Do they know like... Can you just pull up on a girl like that and be like, yo, like, I'm Dathan Hickey? They, they know? I think like, there's some people like I don't know that know me. Yeah. And which is, which is like, cool. Like, they'll say, hey, Dathan, but like, I feel bad because like, I don't know their name. And it's not like, like, I never introduced myself. They never introduced them, themselves to me, but like, it's like they know me, which is, it's cool to like go out and have people know you, but like, also it's like weird. Like, how you know me? I don't know you. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, talk to me. But, I hope people don't know me as 37. <laughs> yeah. so that, that's, that's a bad number that I started Yeah, so, so what are you rocking <laughs> next year? What's your goal to get? I, oh, I got it. I got 11. 11 yeah, next sticks, year. Sticks? That boy yeah. sticks? Just like, just like his at name, Lockdat yeah, underscore lock 11. 11. Damn, I'd even You heard that? Lockdat underscore 11. Locking up everybody. <laughs> uh, everyone at Ivy. Always. <laughs> Young Ramsey. So, so... After you played like a lot of these Ivy League teams, who do you think like is like the toughest team you've played so far in toughest your college team. career? Like, what was that one game where you were like, "Fuck, Yo, like, you motherfuckers physical. are sticking"? Yeah, physical. 
I'll ask both of you guys that question, actually. I don't know. Physically, not Harvard. Harvard's a physical team. Yeah. You know, you know, everybody comes to play the Harvard Yale game, so like that's that's something different. But you know who looks like they suck? Not to not not to see. go off topic for a second is Columbia. They're like I see them. Play, sneaky. I they're saw sneaky. them play on TV and they didn't look that good. Nah, they are, but but oh shit, they, he sent a shot. I'm saying, but, <laughs> but they they're like sneaky. Like they play tough, but it's not like crazy physical. But they like they play like that. You know that AAU team that runs plays? Yeah. That's what they play like. And uh, I hate playing people <laughs> like that. Like, I want a street baller. Like, yeah, yeah. But, nah, that's how they play. And it's, like, real slow, mm-hmm. slow game. They try to just own time of possession, exactly. probably. Yeah, stuff like how that. How was uh, Princeton? Princeton? Uh, <laughs> yo, we shit it on them. This past year, we did them dirty. But, like, they... they uh, They're usually not they're bad. They're usually though, good. Right? Yeah. But this year, like, we was we were something special. Like, we <laughs> We we didn't give up a passing touchdown that game like, like we were doing our thing. Um, I heard Dartmouth's good. <laughs> Dartmouth gave it to us. <laughs> they they gave it to us. They they're like not a crazy good team. Like they're a, another team that like just plays by like they play football. See, like they don't do nothing crazy spectacular, but they do everything they're supposed to do. They're and they're well coached. Like, they're uh, uh they're uh defensive coordinator called me one day and I was like coach like all oh, due respect like I'm 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 honestly not getting him like <laughs> I don't want to keep wasting your time on the phone like yeah, honestly yeah, that shit, <laughs> yeah that like is. I had to tell that to a few coaches like like I had to tell him like honestly coach like, I'm sorry like I had to say it to Harvard too yeah. like right, Harvard's head coach smart, sent me bro. a handwritten letter I'm yep. like coach I ain't even yeah. smart like that yeah, yeah. Like, I was choosing between Dartmouth and Yale. I like I the can't green. Be in the I like country. I like the green. How's green. our stadium? You love the Jets. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so you, see, you see it on the chest right now. <laughs> hey, listen, big season for the Jets coming up in twenty twenty one. I promise you, he's captain. <laughs> listen, I'm we, ex- we've been saying that for the past listen, ten years. <laughs> Since Mark Sanchez, Sanchez so we, had a, we, had, we had a few op- but we have a few options though. We can get the dude from BYU, uh, okay. your boy. Uh, boy, yeah, I fucking hang out with him. <laughs> but you love him. Um, fields? I don't know about Fields. Listen, know. I've been high on Fields since the beginning of the He's season. He's consistent to me. Then he had his sprained thumb. He played like shit, and then like he tore Clemson up. Bad. That's when I was like, that's when I was like, okay. And then I watched him yesterday. Yeah. And they were applying that pressure on him, and it was Told bad. Me. Dude, I'm gonna tell you what though. Like watching ba- watching Bama play, bro, it's a different type of football. It is. Like, I don't say that a lot, but, like, Bama is just, like, on a whole nother level compared to these the college teams. Dude, what was his name? Barmore? Barmore yeah, was yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Barmore. Dude, whoever the fuck he was, but he was eating, dude. That dude was Yo, fucking... F- dude, he, he weighed, like, 305 pounds. 305 pounds flying Moving down like the line. <laughs> you saw him run down uh, Master Teague yes. on that one play. I was like, holy Bro, shit. That boy moving too fast. Yo, is it safe to say that Devontae Adams arguably is probably the greatest college football player of all time? Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith I, I get his name fucked up all the time. Devontae nah, Smith. Shoot. He's, he's just so smooth with everything he does. Like, he doesn't do anything crazy spectacular, but he does... Always open, always catches the ball. He's just so fast. Like, there was a play that stood out to me yesterday that, like, nobody really talked about. He caught an arrow route, all right? Oh, on the motions? No, uh, this was, like, on the first drive of the game. He caught just a regular arrow route from the slot position. Uh And there was three guys with a perfect angle on him down the sidelines, and he beat all three of them with speed and picked up, like, 25 yards. And I'm like, dude, like, 
that that little thing right there it, it separates him. He from doesn't a lot even of look guys. like he's running hard. No, not he at look, all. Like, he'll take two steps and he's full speed. What's he like? What one sixty five? Probably. Yeah, probably like one sixty five. He's great receiver, but he sucks in blocking. Okay. I saw him get <laughs> fucking <laughs> tossed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> going in the box Shit, trying to block somebody. Have you to don't take belong. him out in the league. Picture Dude. Jamal Adams coming down with him. Jamal <laughs> Adams was smoking, <laughs> smoking. Now probably best. Honestly, best receiver, possibly best player I've ever seen in college football. Honestly, mo- oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. like yeah. just watching yeah. him, like he's so. He was on like disgusting. a he was like a road to glory on like um, freshman I'm, mode, literally. <laughs> like in like, <laughs> yo, yeah. I used crazy. to kill that road to glory. Like, yo, sorry, road yeah. to glory. I would play like a hundred <laughs> different careers. I play like quarterback in the end. Yes, yeah, yeah, killing shit, five star both. You know, it's funny though, cause like just like I was watching the game yesterday and. And like I don't know what Ohio State's game plan was to try to stop him, but like there was one time where they lined up in trips, oh. and they had lined up their middle linebacker to cover I'll him. That, and I'm like, what are you doing? And I just saw boom, post right by him so, for I mean, a touchdown. Why you? What do you have? Like 215 yards in the first half? half. He barely played the second half because he hurt himself. Yeah, dude. Because what he break his finger or something? Somebody two of them. Broke two fingers. On that, he got smoked. <laughs> he, got, <on> <laughs> he did get smoked. That guy was like, yeah, second half, I think Ohio, some of the Ohio State guys were coming to fucking I don't know, but Wade, bro, his drive stock. His drive. I, bro, I saw him against Clemson. I'm saying this because I will burn him, so it don't matter if he, <laughs> if he is listening. Probably not. But, yo, against Clemson, he was drunk. I swear to God, he was crawling all over the uh, floor, <laughs> getting bro, burnt. I'm saying, like, he opted out in the beginning of the season. Like, honestly, he should have just stayed there because yeah. – he he could have been he could have been a pretty good draft like I think he went from being drafted like first round to like undrafted like free agent. I, I see. Had to say he went one first round, the fifth round in, the, in two games. He yeah, really killed himself. Like, the last he two really games. did, and like this whole season, really, like he got chopped up against Indiana too. And it's like I'm sitting there like they do for like five fifty. He's playing not. He's playing dude. so nonchalant, like yo, like yeah. yeah, I'm this dude, but like. You're not that dude. Like he plays veil technique all the time. Like, <laughs> bro, you gotta play. You gotta press. Like, dude, first off, in his press, I was watching it yesterday. His press is just hopping inside, trying to take his inside away, and yeah. puts no hands on. And then runs. Yeah, and just tries to run. Bro, let me tell you, <laughs> these times. But you remember the play Matt Jones fumbled? Yeah. He put it behind bro. his back. He tried. He tried to do that yard bro. shit when you cut and wrap it around <laughs> your waist. Bro, homeboy, I was watching Devonte, and he. Caught him so bad on the line of scrimmage. Like, Wade was probably on the line of scrimmage, and Devontae was probably like 10 yards down the field. And if he didn't get sacked, I promise you that was like a 50 yard tug. Yeah. And yeah. it was bad because. It was like, on that post, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yep. it was really bad. I'm sitting there like, bro, like, I. At least I'm not. I'm gonna stay in front of him. Like, nah. this dude fast. Like, I'll tell you what, fast, though. The only like, way that you could probably play him is like, you. It's. <laughs> You gotta press him off the and line. You have to get hands on. You have to. Right you gotta press him off the line. Like yeah, you can't let him get that. And space. you better be fucking quick if yes. you Wait. press him. You know, you press him and miss, he is gone. You're all, you're you know done. what though? I'm thinking about it though. He does have to put weight on. You got a guy like Ramsey putting two hands on him. Like <laughs> it's over. Like it, it, he like, might struggle. Yeah, Tariq Hill. He's like what, two hundred something pounds? He's like two hundred five. Bro, actually thick. Yeah. And he's fat. And he's fast. Yeah. Devontae's, I don't think as fast as Tariq Hill. Unless they put him, they have I to. Don't know. He, I don't think he could be an outside in the NFL. The, the best Who, way, Tariq? Uh, uh, Devontae Smith would have to be a play slot. Like a slot. <clears throat> Definitely might have to give him more yeah, space. Yeah, space. Yeah. You know how the best way to to explain the way Tariq Hill runs is just literally like having the joystick animation in Madden, like the way he's able to like. 
cut at full yeah, speed is up. like insane. And he bro. stops on a dot. Like he's probably one of the hardest receivers to guard. Like by just pure speed. Yeah. Because like now you're always worried about the deep threat. So like those underneath routes work so a now, lot more better. Now imagine you at safety. He's running at you full speed, and you're in your back pedal. You're like, <laughs> I have to open up, and then he's just like, pum 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 pum. That's why I'm Madden, like, <laughs> when I be playing against him, yeah. I just run my safety back, like, 30 yards because you can't stop it. Like, it's really ridiculous because he outruns angles. He outruns good coverage. There's a guy, yeah, though. it's like you really can't even coach that. So it's like, <laughs> go out there, give your fucking best effort against this, and, like, I don't know what to tell There's you. A, like, you can't game plan for no. that shit as coach. You can't. There's a guy, though, out there that people really haven't been talking about because he hasn't played this year, but... Is what's his face from LSU who played receiver last Chase? year, Jamar Chase? Whoa. He I didn't realize until a couple weeks ago he had twenty touchdowns last year. I was talking to my boy. I was like, "Yo, Justin Jefferson came from LSU. What he's a first rounder? Yeah, eight. And he wasn't even the best receiver at LSU. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Jamar Chase. And Chase was by far. And he opted out, which I think was a smart decision. But now, bro, he's he could be like the top three. Were you would you draft him high even though he didn't play this season? If has he um went to the draft? Have you? Well, yeah, he's declared? he's going because that's why he didn't play this season because he said he was preparing. I mean, if he's preparing, bro, <laughs> I'm gonna take him. Still high. taking yeah. him high. I'm taking him high. Yeah, he's he'll definitely he's be like a, a he's a round. big cat. Like he's he's yeah he's thick. I'd hope that he don't go to one of the bum ass Jets. Hey <laughs> hey gonna, hey, that's gonna hurt him. <laughs> Listen, we got we got we got a new future coming in. I'm hoping we y'all get, got like four picks in the first round. I'm hoping yeah. so. Like some, I think we just draft all fucking four. We got two. We got we got and just hope uh, hope someone could ball. Yeah, out. dude, we got we got the two we got two first round picks, the second pick in the second round, and two thirds. Y'all just need to take defensive players the whole. Draft. <laughs> I'll tell you what, our defense isn't bad. Defense. All we need is a corner. Corners. We need corners, corners actually. Corners. Like it's bad. Did you you, you saw the fucking bro, play with Henry Ruggs? Bad, yes. First of all, we're running up. Why for, are y'all playing man? And for, why is your corner engage, not engage? For, yeah. For, <laughs> so, for, how many seconds yeah. left? Like, there was there was eight seconds left, and for the people who don't understand football like that, they came out. The Jets came out running engage eight mid blitz <laughs> against the Raiders with eight seconds left. Like for people who don't know that. And wait, hold up. And they were on like what? They're thirty. They were on the. They were on the fifty. Bro, they were right on the fifty. I promise you, I'm putting everybody. But the, in the like end zone, my, my first level is gonna be at like 16 yards, and my second yes, level is I'm having I'm having yards. one or two down linemen. It's rid- rush. Yes, <laughs> go. Just yeah, ju- just shit, go. That shit's wild. But it's, anyways, <laughs> back on topic. This isn't ESPN. We're sitting down here to be a draft analyst. <laughs> so fucking couple years. <laughs> a couple years? He said years like it was so short. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Break the, right. break the news to him. Honestly, we so, might need a fill-in. So, I just got word from um, my boy Chris. Um, he was supposed to be coming home in about a week and a half from now from um, his last couple weeks in a uh, camp down in Georgia. Um, he was just told by his sergeant that he's not going to be coming home. He's going to be staying in Georgia for the next two months. And as soon as those two months are up, he's going to be in Alaska for six months. After those six months, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to be on the show or not because obviously, like, he's going to be in Alaska. I shit, I don't even know if they even have fucking Wi-Fi in Alaska. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No offense, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but anyway, so, like, yeah, so after that six months, he's in Alaska. Then he's going to get shipped out to Afghanistan. 
I'm not sure how long he's going to be out there. You know, I'm just praying for him. There's a lot of tensions going on, a lot of things mm-hmm. going on. Hoping everything's going to be okay with him. Hopefully we can get him back on the show soon. But, um, yeah, we're praying for you. Hoping nothing but the best. But back on Honestly, top. that was super emotional. Basically, we're looking for a new co-host. If anyone's listening and <laughs> wants to be a co-host, please send us your resume via Instagram DM. <laughs> I mean, shit. It, that, that's him saying that. But, hey, we hopefully we can get him back on. It, I mean, we just hope for the best for him. But, you know, we're having a lot of good chat, a lot of good conversation about football. Um, a lot of people, I hope you guys are just, like, understanding what we're talking about. You know, we're not trying to make this into a football talk show and things like that. We're just, honestly, we're just football guys. We like to chat it up. We like to talk. We like to do things like this. This is what we do. This is what we live for. This is, like, on, this is our whole life. Like, this is what we love to talk about. You know, when I think about Dathan, too, like, we were talking the other day, working out on the field, and, like, we were just kind of, like, just talking about, like, just, like, your mindset and, like, things like that and, like, kind of, like, what gets you going a little bit, and we were just kind of talking about that. And, like, for you personally, like, you know, we kind of got into, like, what got you into football, obviously, was your dad and things like that because he played. Also, people don't know this either. He was a really good basketball player. No, straight up. He was a really good <laughs> basketball player because I remember I went to your house. He had that. Uh, he had a basketball. How many points was it? it was a, like, oh, it was a thousand something rebounds. Thousand something rebounds. Like that's, that's crazy. Ridiculous. Like yeah, and his dad. He already said it. His dad's six three. He's a big body, real big body. But no, anyways. So we were kind of just talking about like, just like what like kind of gets you going. So like obviously we know about your start. So like, but like. What's kind of like your why? Like, what what motivates you to want to become what you want to become? Um, most recently, like, the reason why I'm wearing number eleven next year is my little brother. We adopted him on December eleventh of twenty nineteen, and you know, just seeing like what he's been through before we adopted him and how he was born, like he was a preemie, addicted to heroin and stuff like that. So like, just seeing like all the things he's went through and like he goes through life with a smile on his face every day mm-hmm. and no just waking up to that and seeing his his smile and just like seeing how worry-free he is no I just want to keep him like that I want to keep him worry-free I want to keep him going and then making sure that my parents you know they put so much into me doing what I want to do that like they deserve to be happy they deserve to be you know carefree as well so I think like my biggest why is like family and I always say that is making sure that my family's taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people say that, but like, this is like true, true to me is where I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have my parents. I wouldn't know what to do if, you know, I didn't have this little guy running around all the time. It's like, yeah, he's annoying sometimes, but yeah. you feel me? That's what everything. But I think really him has been pushing me like those times I want to take off rest, reps, the times mm-hmm. that I don't want to go out to the field, the times I don't want to go lift. You know, I really think about that. And it's like, you know, like, this he was born into this he was dealt these cards like what am I to like I've been dealt the cards that I have great cards mm-hmm. and I'm not doing nothing with them like I might as well just fold on my whole mission mm-hmm. so I, that's what really pushes me keeps me going with this so now another question too is is that so let's say so our goal our goal your goal mainly what we're hoping for it too is to make it to the NFL right that's our dream that's our goal so like let's say like what's your backup plan though like what what's something else you're interested in too other than football like? yeah I want to um, <clears throat> work I want to <throat> stay working with athletes you know mm-hmm. that's just something dear to my heart so um, I want to open up a training facility and a psychology clinic for athletes um, uh, starting from young ages to pros and you know 
really helping with the mental health. That's why I opened up like my own T-shirt brand mm-hmm. above, just making sure that people are staying above everything that's you know coming down on them. And so I want to work with kids that uh, develop mental health issues, you know, performance anxiety, depression, you know, just regular anxiety, like mm-hmm. all those little things, and making sure that they have somebody to go to from a young age. So that they know how to cope with it throughout life and it's not like something that messes with them when they're a kid and then affects them throughout their life where they can't do the things that they were you know meant to be meant to do that's interesting you said about you know athletes and mental health um in college i did do a research study on mental health in sports yeah and fuck i mean it's affecting everybody i mean athletes the best athletes michael phelps dude fucking gold medalist right He's dealing with his shit. Brandon Marshall in the NFL, dude. Kevin Love, like these dudes are like the top, the top yeah. in their sport, right? And they're just dealing with these mental health issues. No matter how much money you have, really, it's not gonna help you, go man. Away. So, like, I think what you your plan on doing is having that as well as the athletic facility will be huge for athletes because a lot of time athletes, I mean, we're supposed to be like people look at us like all oh, these fucking tough guys Strong and shit. Guys, yeah. So like. I think athletes shy away from trying to get help because of, you know, yeah, the image that's put behind athletes, like, oh, like, oh, you know, people be like, oh, you got, you went to a therapist, you're a fucking pussy, dude, like, what the fuck, like, that's the reality of it nowadays, like, for the most part, if you told, say, I don't know if you do or not, but say you went to therapy or whatever, dude, and people heard you, like, what the fuck, like, oh, you go to Yale, you're a stud, dude, NFL's looking at you, like, bro, that shit ain't got nothing to do with it. A lot of people also think we're, like, it's like, oh, you're an athlete, you got everything handed to you, you got everything going for you, like, why do you need, you don't have mental health issues, like, you're just doing, it's like, we struggle with things, like, like, having to perform at a high level all the time, and, like, if you don't, like, you're off the field, or you're off the team, like, stuff like that, like, that gets on you, like, we have stuff at home that we have to take care of, like, school, like, there's so much of life, like, we still live life, like, you know, we do our sport, but we still do live life, and that affects us, the same way it would affect anybody. You see, when uh, you're also on the topic of mental health, too, like, you guys heard a little bit on the last episode a little bit about my background a little bit more. When I was dealing with the fact and the reality that I couldn't play football anymore, I fell into a dark place of, in, in me personally, how my how, how I am personally is that I think I'm mentally tough that I can do anything by myself. Yeah, exactly. And I remember I'd keep these emotions inside of me and eat at me, eat at me, eat at me. The biggest thing I learned when you're dealing with something like that mentally and you're dealing with these battles that you have every single day is to open yourself up to somebody else. And that's the best thing that you could possibly do. When I was able to talk to somebody and vent out what I was feeling inside, it felt like a thousand pounds was lifted off oh, my God. chest the, the right after. Because it's crazy because like when you keep that inside in you, all it is doing is filling it up, filling it up, filling it up, and then you're going to hit a point where you explode. Exactly. And only God knows what happens at that when you hit that breaking point. So if you're someone who's dealing with these type of situations, talk to somebody. That can be a therapist. That can be a parent. That can be a friend. That can be whoever it is. Somebody that you trust and actually care and you know that they care for you. And that's the biggest thing that you can do for yourself. And I didn't know that that was your plan and that was your backup plan. And I think that's really great. And I was also actually like, I was interested in that too because when I get into coaching, my number one focus is going to be my players' mental health. Exactly. And that's what I want to focus on too because I know it's such a big problem in today's world. And another thing too on top of it too is that a lot of it stems from social media. Like yeah. you have to portray a certain image and this and that. And like if you post something that's that's not 
that's not what everybody agrees with or this and that, then you get judged and, and, yeah. and all that other stuff. You just have to just be open to who you are and live your life. Yep. You're not you're here to satisfy like your number one goal is you. You want to make sure you're okay before anything else. And that's what your main goal should be. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier is like mm-hmm. don't worry about what other people are thinking about you, you know. Yes. And <clears throat> I know it's easier said than done. That's with everything, but you know, it's really important to make sure that you're okay. Like you said, open up to people and like I think we have to realize as human beings, like it's okay to not be okay. Like we don't have to put on that image. We don't have to like go on Instagram when we're feeling down and smile and like post mm-hmm. a picture of us looking good or whatever to show the people that we're okay. Cause like you're putting up that wall, you're putting up that guard and people aren't going to ask if you're okay. Aren't going to check on you the same way because you're making it look like you're all right. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people cope with it like that, but like, also, there's people that aren't messing with uh, or don't have mental health issues or feeling down or whatever. Like, once in a while, like, check on your friends. You know, check on people that you don't really talk to. Just make sure that they're okay because, you know, something that I try to do every day is change somebody's life in, like, one way, like, whatever I can. And all you need to do is hit that one person one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, one time at Yale, like, this homeless guy came up to me and I had no money. But I offered to pray for him. And it's just like stuff like that. And the like joy on his face and the smile that he just gave to me when I said, can I pray for you? And he just smiled and looked at me. He's like, I love that. And it's like something so small to us is something so big to somebody else. And it's like we don't understand that. It's like we're stuck in our own way sometimes. Like even even though like, yeah, you got to take care of yourself. But we're stuck in our ways where it's like oh, it's me, like, nobody else is caring for me, why I care for somebody else? Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to get those blessings that you want if you're not, you know, being a good person to other people. And it's like, how much time does it take out of your day to pray for somebody? How many time, How much time does it take to, you know, say hi, smile, you know, open the door, mm-hmm. like, oh, good morning. Like It's little things like that that can change a person's day. Exactly. Somebody that could be on the brink of, you know, committing suicide or something like that. Mm-hmm. You, you saying, good morning, I hope you have a great day. Could be like, you know what? People care about me, and then mm-hmm. and it's like something so simple. And it's I was kind of thinking, all right. So today I'm driving at work. I'm thinking about putting out this podcast. I'm like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. What are people gonna think? And then I drive by. There's a uh, there's a funeral going on. I'm looking. I'm like, fuck. You know, that's that's gonna be fucking all of us one yeah. day, right? And all you got on that tombstone, right? You got yeah. your name, your date of birth. No, the, the day you were born, the dash, and the day you die. It's like, what do you want to be remembered for dur- between that dash, between the date you were born and the day you die? Like, what legacy you want to leave by? And that kind of, like, hit me, and I was like, dude, fuck it, dude. I'm posting this podcast. I don't give a fuck if someone wants to hate on it, talk shit. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you never know what kind of pla- – like, what it could lead us to. You never exactly. know. You know what I'm saying? We're starting off right now. We got my fucking USB mic set up. Like, nothing fancy, but, like, the message – I want to give out there is going to be strong. Like, I don't care. Like, what we got going on here, I just want to create, like I was saying earlier, this platform to really help people out there listening. And it really goes with your actions because, you know, that dash, like you said, there's nothing written between it. It's like, that's all other people's thoughts. That's all what people think of you. And, like, are you going to be, like, oh, all right, he he passed. Or are you going to be somebody that people miss? Like, it it sounds kind of bad or whatever, but, like, when when people are at your at your funeral and you're fucking in that box like what do you want them saying about exactly. you when you're there like 
fucking like what do you want them to say like what's your legacy you know what i'm saying that you left behind the for most these important people. thing about life i'll leave i'll leave off this podcast with a quick story and this story stuck with me because it was a very very powerful story and it changed my life and i'm gonna say it to you guys and i'm gonna end off with this i was in eighth grade and there was a speech somebody came to our school and they gave a speech so they said that this person said that they woke up this morning and they said when I get out of school today I'm gonna kill myself right so he said this guy this guy says I get on the bus all I'm thinking about is when I get home I'm gonna die That's all this guy was thinking about right he said every day he'd get on the bus he'd get bullied he'd get picked on he'd go to school he get got picked on he said one day so he said that same day he gets on the bus and he's sitting there and he's thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it some kid walked up to him and he had a baseball shirt on. I think it was a Mets shirt he said he had on. And the kid goes, you're a Mets fan? And he goes, yes. He said from that bus ride to school, him and that kid talked about baseball. He said he walked into school with the biggest smile on his face. And he said after that, he just couldn't wait to talk to this kid every single day when he got on the bus and he looked forward to it. So when you're walking around on a daily basis, smile at somebody, say hello to somebody, Ask them how their day's going because you don't know what that person's going through that you're walking by, that you're interacting with, that you're talking with. Be polite to one another. Spread kindness because, listen, this world is in a dark place right now and it needs good people. We need to step up as people and we need to be kind to each other. And instead of putting each other down, we need to lift each other up. Straight up. And that's how it goes. Straight up. No, I mean, yeah, this this, this pod took an um, interesting turn here. I mean, we got some fucking good content. Um, all right, all right so at, for each episode, I'm gonna we get a listener writes in and they give an anonymous question. But this question was so good, we used it with Dario's pod. But I also want to ask you this one: Would you rather shoot up heroin or have a baby with the last girl you had sex with? <laughs> If you had to choose one. If you had to choose one, like, you have to pick one. Shoot heroin one time. Just shoot heroin to... one time, but you might get addicted. <laughs> you might. You, you might. Like, you, it, it really, you might. Like, it, I heard heroin's kind of a death sentence. Or have a baby with the last girl you had sex with. And that could be a death sentence as well. If you, you know what I'm saying? I can't wait, I can't wait for his Either answer. Way, probably, yeah. I can't, um, I can't wait to hear this. Um, <laughs> that, um, um, like this was someone who actually somebody wrote this in like to in, us in the DM like hit us in the DM and asked and like and I've used it in. twice because it was he's used it twice because it's sick and I, we st- and like we're not ever gonna say who put the question I'll, in but I'll say And guess what? Though? That's a good choice, probably. And guess what, though? I'm gonna. The kid could potentially be athletic. Also, with you, I don't know about her, but also, hopefully, she has a little athleticism, I guess. <laughs> also, to to finish this off, <laughs> I say this at the end of every pod, and I'm gonna say it again. When you listen to this podcast, you scroll down to the bottom of that page and you see that donation box. I don't even know where this box is. You've said this every episode. I don't know where this fucking box is. I'm gonna is. listen. I'm gonna show you. Um, listen. I'll speak you through it. So when you go to the podcast, you click on it. You listen to it. 
After you scroll down, you're going to scroll for like a second or two right till you get to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see a green box that says Donate Here. You're going to click that nice little green box. Like I said, it doesn't bite. It doesn't bite. And you're going to send over some nice little cash. You know, we're going to upgrade the studio, new equipment, new gear, have better quality and things like that. If you love this podcast and you want it to grow, go ahead and hit that donation box. Have a blessed day. Love you all. Bless. Subscribe, rate five stars. Dathan, where can we find you on social media? At Lil Saint 37 Oh, that's my Snapchat. <laughs> that's the first dude to plug Instagram. this. Yeah. Instagram, yeah, locked at underscore 11. All right. Twitter. Like that. <laughs> <I'll let him. laughs> thank you, thank you.